0: the host of the show, based in Southern Ontario. I'm a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, VE3EPN, and a computer geek. Uh, I got into preparedness when I was working frontline emergency services and witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events such as ice storms, power outages, etc. I started a small preparedness company to help people get prepared and to be able to look after themselves for at least 72 hours, if not longer.
1: My name is Ian, and I live on a small hobby farm in BC. I'm an outdoor enthusiast, sport shooter, reloader, field officer for the CCFR, and my farm's designated handyman. Uh,
2: my name is Alan. My friends and family call me a safety nerd. My background is a first responder has developed my mind for safety. I teach first aid, coach friends and family to be better prepared. I'm a locksmith by trade and have worked in the physical security industry for more than 20 years now.
1: Well, want to help the, support the show and keep the Canadian Pepper podcast on the air? Buy a Canadian Pepper podcast t-shirt at www.rapidsurvival.com. All proceeds help like keep this. the lights on. Super off. cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the back up backup generator fuel.
2: If you are enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Canadian Prepper Podcast and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good or bad. Let us know how we're doing. If there's a topic you want to cover, or if you like or dislike something, shoot us an email, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca.
0: All right. We've uh, got some well-preserved content for you in this episode. Uh, Karen, I'm the dad yeah, that one. <laughs> Uh, We're going to start off with some news uh, articles related to preparedness in the outdoors. Uh, next, we'll let you know how we've improved our preparedness since the last episode. And we're going to get into the main topic for this episode, canning in preparedness. Let's uh, move in some news articles.
2: Uh, my show notes up until about three and a half minutes ago was something were something super sarcastic about... Uh, <laughs> something, something, something. <laughs> about- <laughs> <laughs> something, something, bad weather, something, something, people doing dumb things, something, something, whatever. Um, but uh, I did put up an article uh, from BC. Uh, in Chilliwack, there was an armed robbery, which is not a terribly unusual thing, except that it's a good reminder to keep your head on a swivel and. Uh, so, Pick your mo- pick your moments to be a hero. Um, this particular one worked out well where no one got hurt, but uh, I think that was a liquor store, and it's uh, it's a, a reminder that things can go south pretty fast.
1: Sure well, that most of these companies and banks, everything else, they're all insured. So if they do get robbed, it's not your problem. It's not worth dying for.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like don't don't worry about don't worry about somebody else's money. That's no. that's the big thing about about armed robbery.
0: Pretty much, yeah, Unless there's imminent harm or death to somebody around or
2: yourself. Let the property go. Property, just, properties replaceable, people aren't. You got it.
1: Uh, quick note for everybody, just to mention, today is uh, September 11th, so just as a reminder, it uh, 18 years ago now. Uh, had a huge well, loss yeah. of life to civilians, first responders, airline employees. Uh, also another reminder that no matter what we talk about on this podcast, you can never predict the big black swan events that come along now and then.
0: It's a true story.
1: True story.
0: I can't and, believe 18 years ago, that's... Uh,
1: well, it's one of those things where it's just like the Kennedy assassination or the man on the moon or whatever. You always kind of remember where you were that day. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I think everybody's got a story of some sort, that's for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I also heard there was like a storm kind of big down the Bahamas. What? Yeah, a storm? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hurricane Dorian. So um, it's too bad Hughes wasn't here because he had to deal with the remnants uh, going towards his house in the East Coast there. But, he uh, might be a little bit busy. Yeah, he. Just was, slightly. It sounds like he had a few things to do. So, yeah, uh, we're looking forward to his debrief on that. It's probably the next episode. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of interesting yeah. things, though, I found on the internet. Like, uh, one of the Bahamian government officials, he basically had video of his ba- his ground floor house, and he had about ah, eight inches, maybe a foot of water on the, in his floor. But he actually looked at his windows and it looked like the front window of a washing machine because the water level was actually sloshing above the windows. So basically, if he'd opened his door, or and uh, the windows are broken. Oh. There'd be that much more water coming into his house, and uh, so the storm surge was just incredible. Like uh, because I guess the storm basically stalled out over the you know Abaco's Island there for a while, and yep. uh, pretty crazy to watch. A uh, couple of oh. things to mention: looting, of course, didn't take long. Uh, oh,
0: never does, never does. Yeah,
1: yeah. Within a few hours of the storm, basically leaving the area, people were out looting because they knew that there's no immediate help coming and most of them don't pack a whole lot of extra food. So uh, I think uh, this started out with the empty houses and then they, uh, interestingly enough, that because it's a former British uh, protectorate, uh, now it's independent, but they carried forward them with the firearms laws so most of the population is disarmed and only the gangs had guns and sure enough, the first yeah. thing they did is start using those illicit guns for uh, uh, to augment their looting abilities.
2: So mm. that was Who could have a, predicted
1: that? Who yeah. could have predicted that criminals wouldn't follow laws? Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> shocking,
0: <laughs> yeah. absolutely shocking. I, I'm sure the criminals in Canada will get an ATT or something to bring their guns to loot the houses.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? So uh, well, it, was, it was sad to, to watch because they, some of these guys, uh, you know, obviously these citizens were just trying to hunker down and do their own things. But these guys came along and they're the only ones with the guns. So they were able to take what they wanted. A um, couple of the notes. Uh, interestingly enough, the satellite-based internet that I think Alan relies on as well uh, was the main means of communication now because between, you know, WhatsApp, uh, Signal app, everything else, uh, that's the only thing, the only way they had to communicate with each other, even on the same island, was using satellite internet and messaging apps. So about 20 yeah. ham radio operators down there, but there was no cell phone, no landlines, anything else left. No phone, no lights, no motor car. Yeah. yeah. it's very problem- uh, it's Something
2: me. else I I was reading about was that uh, um, City of Miami is actually sending their urban search and rescue team um, over to the island without federal authorization or support because the federal governments are like the, the US government and the Bahamian government are squabbling over who's going to pay for what and where and how and what kind of supports in place and um, the 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 supporting agencies have said it's taking too long and people are dying. So Miami said, you know what? F it. We're just going to, we're just going to go and we'll, we'll worry about the details later. So good on the city of Miami for, uh, for stepping up when, uh, when things get rough.
1: Well, especially when they need help now, not when the government sort out their, uh, yep. their hierarchies.
2: Well, it's true. This is one of those times where it's better to beg forgiveness than ask permission. Just go get it done.
0: Yep. Uh, I've got an article here. It's actually from uh, Salt Lake Magazine, it's just in regards to uh, three different ways to uh, preserve your fall harvest. Figured it was a good little article to put in here, considering the uh, the show topic uh, for this episode. So That's a couple of little cool. tips and tricks for uh, for anybody that wants to read it. Um, nothing too crazy, and probably most of it we're going to cover off. But if you want another article, check it out.
2: There's no such thing as too much information. You got it.
0: Let's uh, move into what we've done lately for our preps. So for myself, I was out on the annual fishing trip. So uh, we pack up the boat, a couple of the trucks, and we go out to literally the middle of nowhere. And uh, there's no cell reception. There's no nothing. It's it's wonderful. Uh, Throw a tent up, light a fire, and uh, we bring some food with us. But uh, one of the nights is dedicated to whatever we catch out of the lake is what we eat. Um, So test the skills out. Uh, I am still here, alive and breathing, which means we did something right. So,
1: what's your favorite uh, fresh fish recipe in the in the skillet?
0: Ah, uh, you know what? We uh, we actually okay. So we cheat a touch and we bring a propane tank and a uh, deep fryer, and uh, we just uh, grab the like the the beer batter uh, stuff from uh, Canadian Tire. Yep, and just put it in that, put it in the oil, and it's awesome. That a is a, yep.
1: Pretty much
2: great. a Canadian classic, isn't it? Oh yeah, it it sure is. It's really good. And, and you were uh, saying it's, it's uh, Rocky, Rocky Madsen's fish crisp. Good. You get it with every, uh, <laughs> OFAH package. when oh, you yeah. subscription. Awesome yeah.
1: stuff. Uh, you were saying it's mostly perch where you were.
0: Uh, yeah. So where we are, it's, uh, it's mostly actually catch a lot of bass. And if you're not catching bass and you're catching the, uh, the odd jumbo perch or, uh, just regular size perch. So that was, uh, so quite tasty. And then, uh, one of the guys actually, oddly enough, ended up with a rainbow trout. So that was a nice little treat. And, uh, yeah, we weren't expecting that at all, but pulled it out. And went, what the heck is this? <laughs> ah, rainbow trout, cool.
2: delicious. Thank That's it. what it yeah,
0: is. delicious. Yeah.
1: So what you're yeah. saying it sounds like us? Uh, maybe a dam might have burst to cause uh, some yes. leakage of some farm fish.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the locals that uh, that was out with us said a couple of years ago, one of the uh, the dams and in, in one of the the farm fish places burst, and it looks like uh, some of the uh, the rainbows have made their way out to our little fishing hole. So I'm not going to complain about that.
1: Not at all. Uh, uh, and I'm assuming you're not going to give away the lot along the fishing. Pole.
0: No, nope. <laughs> middle, <laughs> I will. Middle of nowhere. I go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, middle of nowhere. We normally end up damaging at least one or two trucks to get out there. And uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, if you ask nicely off air, maybe I'll tell you.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're as talking. for me, I haven't
1: been. Uh, I haven't been home much since the last episode. Uh, sadly enough, Dude's due to excessive work schedules. So. Uh, on a few days I had home, I was able to finish stacking up the wood for the winter, which was way too late, honestly. I should have had that done a month ago, but life got in the way, right? Yeah, uh, it always does. Yeah. Uh, also, the last poultry show of the season happened, so the uh, the girls got their birds in there. They actually won a, a whack of awards, including best in show, so That's it's a yeah, little humble brag there. Um, but the good news is, because of that, we're sending those birds to auction, and they should fetch a pretty penny, which will... You know cover some feed costs thanks uh
0: that's
1: which was kind of the objective is the more you know words you get behind a bird the more you can ask we put in a reserve bid for it and that's happening basically the day after i get home is the the auction so that yep. should be fun um and then let's see here i set it in the rifle for hunting season uh rifle season actually opened yesterday but of course i'm not home <laughs> so <Of course. laughs> i'll uh, as soon as i get back I'll, I'll be able to take advantage of that and then uh funny story for you i had to change out a tire on my uh Backup generator trailer that hooks up to the back of the quad, so I can run it down to the pump house. Okay. And uh, yeah, it goes to show you—it doesn't take much to have a little minor catastrophe happen. I had like a little air gauge that you know measures the PSI, and as part of the servicing before full time, I was changing the oil and you know checking everything else. I was checking the air tire pressure on the the generator trailer, and uh, it was reading like 10 PSI, which is you know 20 PSI low. And I was like, oh, okay, so I. Now, the, the compressor, I right, added some air, and it still showed just under 20 PSI. It added some more air, and boom!
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so pretty much right then and there, uh, I think every chicken on the property, both dogs, the pack is off the warning call. Everybody was freaking out. I think I need to change my shorts, and yeah, it was quite an eye-opener, literally, because I thought I'd blow up with my eyeballs, too. And um, yeah, so it turns out I probably put about 60 PSI into a 30 PSI tire. And
0: uh, found out what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, it turns out so just a stock tire gauge was enough to blow out the main tire. So, uh, yeah, so I had to change out the tire.
2: Kind of <laughs>
1: my fault. It's <laughs> so, funny because it's not me. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's happened to everybody, but yeah, so I had to get a new tire and a new air gauge. So,
2: it's um, another good reason to invest in quality tools. Yep yeah and have backup
1: tires and you never know how things are going to break because there's nothing wrong with the tire there's nothing wrong with the compressor just a tiny like $3 part caused a minor well major problem if it would have been offline with social services right yeah yep so because i wouldn't be able to run uh, down and run the
0: water pump
2: yeah yeah you need water well, i'm glad i wor- worked out in the end and it wasn't in in, in, a, in an emergency situation so that's yeah. uh why we do maintenance i did some vehicle maintenance myself um, it is coming up to the cold white part of the year and um so trying to get ahead of that because nobody wants to be doing nobody wants to be fixing stuff when it's below zero so um friend of mine is going to uh come over he's a mechanic he's going to come and teach me some more uh in-depth things about vehicle maintenance so I can be a little bit more self-sufficient so uh, my next task on my car is going to be brakes and wheel hubs Uh, I'm good at fixing most things but I have no experience with cars so I'm gonna. Make use of my resources and get somebody to get somebody that really knows what they're doing to help me and teach me. So cool. that's uh, that's my big thing. And then we're getting ready. It, funny enough, we're actually getting ready to do some canning next weekend ourselves. So uh, this was this was a, a timely episode for me learning how to do this.
0: Awesome. So that means you're teaching everything for this episode, right?
2: No, I've never done it before. Uh, <laughs> I helped my gra- I helped my grandma when I was young, but I've never done it before. So I'm uh, I'm I'm here strictly as a student. Awesome.
0: Oh, maybe we, with that, we'll, uh, we'll move to the main topic of the show.
1: Sure. All right. So I guess we should ask why we're talking about this. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it creates a system of, like, making shelf-stable foods, including meat products, if you do it right. And uh, I guess also allows us to take advantage of sales with no freezer space. Like, so say freezers are already full and you want to take care of some stuff. Um, if the power happens to go out, yeah, you can preserve what's in your freezer if you can't run the jitter for more than a few days. Maybe you can take some time, can, you know, as much as you can before it all goes bad, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, there's so that and, and fall harvest too, right? So your your garden's starting to come to an end. You got to do something with what it's produced. May can as well can it.
1: I mean, you know, you don't know what to do with 500 pounds of apples. <laughs> it's
0: a lot of cans.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of cans. Yeah, like it's it's amazing, like how a small garden can create way more you can possibly use before it could go bad too, right? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's only so many neighbors you can give squashes to and everything else.
0: Yeah, before they start throwing them back at you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so actually, it's uh, we've actually been uh, lucky out with that because our extra neighbor has this apple tree that keeps producing over and over again. So he's actually gotten to the point where he's throwing them over the fence to the alpacas and they're loving it too. So okay. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, so it, right. it also yeah keeps the bear away from his property and hopefully maybe moves it towards ours. But
0: anyway. Could be good could be bad.
1: No, it'd be good now. It's yeah. the right season.
2: <laughs>
0: so
1: um, adds variety to the daily diet as well. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're on a long-term survival diet, they can only have so much rice and beans before you start getting like crazy and angry. So yeah, I yeah. think if, if you have people uh, that are looking for a bit of variety, it might be a huge morale boost if you come in there with some jam or something else that's at least different mm-hmm. too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Something different, a little bit of flavor, you know, a little bit of sweetness. If it's jam, why not? Add it to the mix.
1: Although not Keto.
2: No, no, but it, that, but it can yeah. be. I, I I remember vividly my grandma's pickles. Those were the that was the the big thing in my family. She made we she made the best pickles, and uh, to this day I've never found pickles I've enjoyed as much as her as her dill pickles. It was dill and garlic mm-hmm. that came out of came out of her garden and cucumbers that came out of her garden, mm-hmm. and uh, you know jars that were probably a hundred years old and she put new rings on them every year. But those yep. I, I remember. I mean, it's been. Ten years, but there was like the last the last batch that she made lasted our family for three years. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So that's, I guess
1: we should cover cover off the two main methods. So there's yep. a, the pressure canning method and just the water bath method. Um, if you want to talk about preserving foods, we can always talk about salting. But I think that's another topic
2: for another day. I've never trusted myself. So
0: yeah, never tried that part. Yeah, it's
2: it's also not a, not a terribly efficient way to do it because you need like a ton of salt to make it to do it well. Yeah from everything so, i've read anyways
1: yep. yeah exactly we were we actually we bought half a pig for this fall but the pig's not quite ready yet but i don't think we're ready to start doing salting our own bacon or anything yet that's uh beyond my skill set
0: well bacon is wonderful the Bacon is bacon so
1: is good. <laughs> <laughs> uh tools required so a uh, large pot yep. or pressure canner, depending on what you're doing uh yep. tongs to so you don't have to handle super hot jars um and look very handy yeah so they the uh, canning tongs look like almost like all oh, they got the, the shape of a ring and uh, yep. the rubber side and it's two handles and they'll be in the the uh, canning section of the Canadian Tire wherever you want to go.
0: You can get uh, a little starter kit actually. That's what I did. Oh yeah,
1: there you go. Yeah, it comes awesome. everything. Yep. The uh, including a plastic funnel for you.
0: Yep, that thing saves so much mess. <laughs> yep, absolutely.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, jars, there's a couple of main brands, right? There's uh, Golden Harvest and there's Bernardin. I think Bernardin's <laughs> made in Canada.
0: I believe yes, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, lids. So you were talking about rings, Alan. So I mean, yeah, there's either the metal rings that are, or metal lids that are like one-time use, and there's the glass yep. lids with the right. or changeable rubber rings, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So my my, gra- my grandma always used the uh, used the metal rings and just recycled those every year.
0: Yeah, that's all I've ever used as well as just the little snap cap uh, metal yep. metal caps. And
1: yeah, I mean, I think I was told for meat products you can't reuse them, but I think for jam you can.
0: Yeah, yeah I've
2: never been brave enough to try
1: yeah uh, but, yeah me neither yeah <laughs> uh I
2: was, I was always told those are one and done yep
1: yeah yep. kind of so um uh, magnetic lid grabber so if you're boiling your lids yes. to sterilize them you want to be able to stick this magnetic li- lid grabber yep. into the hot water and pull one lid out at a time which is very handy
0: yep it is also included in the starter kit at canadian tire oh look at that
1: <laughs> maybe you get them as a sponsor maybe should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so regardless of method I mean hygiene's important so um uh, you know, this isn't something you can do kind of half effort on. You got to kind of be a little bit anal
2: on this one. Yes, absolutely. Botulism is not a fun, is not mm. a fun uh, surprise. Yeah. Um,
0: pretty much any recipe that I've followed starts out with, put the jars in the canner for 20 minutes or whatever it says that boiling and let them sit. Every single recipe starts out with yeah. that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, one way we do is we clean our jars, make sure they're clean. Even if you get them straight from and tire or whatever, you still want to yeah. watch them at least once. And then uh, what we do is we sterilize it in the oven at uh, just 250 degrees. is hot, hot enough to kill everything and at least for 20 minutes. Then you can let it sit afterwards as long as you want in the oven. Um, sterilize your lids. Like you were mentioning, you can yes. boil the lids. Um, right. And as long as you don't touch the inside of the lid afterwards,
0: you're fine. Yep. Uh, that's where the magnet thing comes in play. You can mm-hmm. not stick so, your hand in hot water either.
1: Now, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. you've done water bath in, uh, right, Eric?
0: Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's the only method I've done is water bath. And, okay. Uh, so
1: um, yeah, so that just requires a large cooking pot and the lid for the cooking pot, right?
0: Yeah, and that's... a large amount of water in the pot. Yeah, keep so that we... in mind when you're setting up. It's going to take a while to boil that much water.
1: Yeah, so that's used for jams and preserves and salsa yep. and pic... no, it's... No, you can't do pickles with that
0: one, can you? You can do pickles. Yeah, pickles. Yeah, okay. you can do pickles. Yeah. Sure can. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Keto warning, like I said before, high sugar content for the, the jam.
0: <laughs> yeah, unless it's going me- me- to mess up your whole keto diet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, unless you uh, unless you use some sort of sugar substitute, which can cannot work depending on the other recipe, I guess. Yep. Um, so like Eric mentioned, the water level has to go above the lids for water bath method.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, um, about uh, an inch or two above the above the lids.
1: Yeah, so basically once you figure out whatever you're gonna do, so whether it be applesauce, jam, or whatever you wanna just uh, toss it, in, make sure that the uh, lid is clean uh, and the rim of the jar is clean. Uh, you know, whether you have to wipe it off or whatever. Yep. Get, get your lid down. Don't have to screw it on super tight. Uh, but just okay. finger tight finger tight yep uh, boil for how long do you boil your stuff for for yourself,
0: uh, so my jams are usually about a half hour and then let them sit for another five or ten after uh, after the boiling's done and then take them out and then they sit overnight and uh, you, you get the nice little pop clicking noise as they all start to, to seal up and they're sitting on the counter
1: yeah so when you remove with the, uh, the tongs there uh, you want to put it on some sort of a towel or something that's not going to touch yeah. the to counter directly you don't want to delaminate your counter
0: no that'd be bad Pro tip,
1: yeah, pro tip, don't denomate your yeah. like I've done. <laughs> and uh, also it's, it's even worse with the pressure getting, it's just that much hotter.
0: Oh, I guess so, yeah.
1: And I think basically yeah, you want to make sure they you, uh, you hear all of them pop and then you can check later on that there's no give on the lid and if there's any give, you don't have a proper seal, so you kind of have to either redo that one or eat it first.
0: Yeah, yeah, if it doesn't pop, that's just the first one to eat. doesn't mean it's yep. bad or anything, it just means it's not sealed, so you, you got to throw it in the fridge and Eat it now.
1: Yeah, so I mean, uh, that's uh, Big Pepper 11, actually, just on the uh, the WhatsApp group there. He mentioned uh, using paraffin as the uh, alternative. So I oh. remember back when I was a kid helping my mom do it, she would sometimes use paraffin for jams because she ran out of lids. And um, I think it's good short term, but of course, one quick knock around and you've broken the seal, so it's not much good anymore. Yep. And it is cool. a petroleum product, so some people aren't keen on that.
0: That's right, it, if, if it's it, all you got.
1: It does burn, yep. but um, yeah, I mean, it works, right? So it does create a seal, and really for stuff like this, it doesn't really matter too much if you don't have a proper seal because it's such a high sugar content that sugar, salt, anything like that is such a high preservative value that
0: it's kind of okay, right? Yeah. Um, yeah the the big thing I found with doing the water bath method is, is getting the headroom just right. Uh, so you want to make sure you got just a little bit. If, any recipe you look at will kind of tell you how much space to leave above the contents of the jar because if you don't get that, Quite right. You're not going to get a proper seal either.
1: Yeah. So the headspace, uh, a couple functions, right? You don't want to have the the contents that you're uh, sealing up like spill over the lid and create like a a lack of seal. But also, you want to have enough air pressure in there that when it cools, it actually sucks in that lid. Yep. And uh, there's a third reason I can't remember offhand what it is for headspace, but you want to follow those directions pretty precisely if somebody's got a good
0: recipe for you. Yeah. And there's uh, there's a little tool you can get too that. uh, conveniently using that starter kit. I keep talking about um, that helps out with uh, establishing the measurement of the different um, products that you're, you're putting into your cans. So again, your recipe, this episode tie, of the Canadian
2: Prepper good. podcast brought to you by, to the, you Canadian by. Tire, <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian Tire, the Canadian Tire canning starter, canning yeah. starter kit.
0: Yeah. It's actually a Bernardin uh, starter kit. So there you go. We'll, uh, we'll pump them go. a little bit.
2: Yeah. yeah so the starter kit, available yeah. at it's Canadian an, Tire. It, yeah. If I'm
1: not mistaken, Bernardin's uh, like a uh, Montreal company or something. So it's, it's been around forever. Yeah. Um, Apple. Oh yeah, so, uh, but uh, I mean, I think a starter kit for anything like this is going to be the best value, no matter what. Than- oh,
0: absolutely, yeah. It gives you all the basic things that you're going to need, and you can run uh, and start right away with uh, with a simple, uh, simple recipe. Uh, I suggest starting out with uh, with a salsa or something because that's a, a high acidic um, thing that you're making, and chances of screwing it up are slim to none, and um, chances of some kind of nastiness growing in it if you do mess something up are also slim to none.
1: Yeah, so I think as far as cash outlay to start out with and ease of doing it, a water bath is definitely a good way to start. Yeah. Um, and plus, most people have fruits or stuff that can be easily water bathed, um, more so than the other products that we're going to talk about. But I think that's probably the, if you're going to start out, that's probably the
0: better way to go, I would think. You guys agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing the water bath thing now for three three years for canning, and I'm just now kind of starting to feel comfortable with it. and. Take some time, but it is—it's—it's it's easy to, you know, the first couple of recipes you try out, you're going to screw up, just the way it goes. But then uh, you will know, kind That's of start to get a feel the for things, and and uh, yeah, once you kind of get a, a flow, like anything else, once you get a flow and you kind of figure out what works for you, you'll be rocking out all kinds of recipes. That's, yeah,
2: yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. yeah, Well,
0: it is. There's a lot of uh, feeling
1: yourself, uh, less reliance on that. Uh, demand when you're using something like this uh you know it's your own product you know what exactly what went into it you don't have to guess uh, the, yeah. the ingredients list when you're looking at the, the side of a smucker's jam or whatever you can't look at like really <laughs>
0: oh wow what's in this
1: yeah yeah and if, if you want to tone down the sugar content you can do that too right and it's oh, uh absolutely it's, you can it's a very customizable event so yeah
0: that jalapeno jam i was talking about an episode or two ago that was like six cups of sugar <laughs> oh geez well
1: <laughs> oh, i had uh, sure. somebody, it was good jam though your, and I had some of your salsa when I was at your place too, right? That was
0: pretty. Exciting. Uh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm getting
2: really fatter just thinking about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so I guess we'd move on to the second method: uh, pressure canning. So used for meat products, uh, whether it be bear from springtime, uh, butter. If you get uh, butter wars going on at your local Costco and you get a, a great deal on butter, be going to ruin your freezer. Uh, hey, make shelf-stable uh, meat products uh, ready to go when you use a pressure canner. Oh, look at that. Yeah, so that's where we actually got started was, was Butter Wars. Uh, I think uh, in Costco here in Nanaimo, they actually had butter down to like $1.99 a pound. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> because uh, it was when Target first opened up and then they, they went crazy, there uh, like was just like this, this price war. So we ended up getting like 40 or 50 pounds of butter. There's no way we're going to use it in time. So that was our first impetus to actually try pressure canning. cuttings. We'd never done it before. Now, full disclosure, this is firmly in my wife's expertise, zone, so not mine. And most of what I'm going to tell you guys is basically what I've learned by osmosis from her. And she's not willing <laughs> to come on the podcast so, and <laughs> talk about it. So uh, here I am. Um, so, yeah, pressure canning for meat products. Uh, what else can I tell you? It, it's number one reason that we do this is because, you know, of course, boiling water is around 100 Celsius depending on altitude. But as you pressure can stuff, uh, when you boil stuff under pressure, you get a higher internal temperature. Uh, which allows you to take care of diseases that you might have to worry about. Like, for example, trichinosis with bare meat, botulism, which can be a problem.
0: Nobody wants that. Just a little bit.
1: Nobody (laughs) wants that. And I'm not saying it, you know, 100% guarantee takes care of them. Use your nose, but uh, at least lessens the the risk at least, right? And as a general rule, you never want to just water bath meat products. Um, Probably a bad idea. I can't think of a reason why you would, but I mean, uh, but pressure canner is a little bit more extensive setup, right? So, so, so
2: question about that: when yeah. you're when you're canning when you're canning meat products, would you cook the meat first and then can it to preserve it? Absolutely
1: not. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, we'll we'll talk. We should talk about that. Uh, well, we'll do it right now. So, so, basically, what we did, for example, with the bear, I got the spring. So, all we did was throw the chunked up bear meat in a in a jar, uh, through a little bit of salt, pepper, garlic, uh, whatever you want to spice it with. And literally, that's it. A little bit of headspace, uh, about an inch or so, and sealed it off, and that was it. And the funny thing is, because it's such a high temperature, it boils off all the liquid out of the meat, and it creates its own stock. And so the meat, 98% of it, is sitting there in liquid that came from the meat itself. And uh, and the fat separates and everything else. And it, uh, that's it. You just want sort to of throw in what you want to take care of. The butter <laughs> itself, um, we actually threw the butter into these jars, and enough that we were knew we were going to fill most of the can and for the first little while everything that you pull out of the pressure can looks disgusting like the butter we looked at it took uh, it must have separated and then it stayed separated for about a month and a half and then finally after about the two month mark then it finally came back together and started looking like butter again like the, the ghee you'd see at the uh, Indian food store or whatever uh, like the clarified butter and stuff Um, uh, that's it it finally looks like butter butter after a couple months but the first little while you're like I don't want to touch that stuff it, it looks horrible But, um, yeah, we checked after, you know, a month with each one, and they're fine. I mean, they taste great, and it works. It's just, I guess the way it separates stuff up under the high heat, it just takes a while there to, you know, kind of reconfine, right? Sure.
0: Um,
1: Hmm. So you don't don't want to put anything in there at all. Um, So pressure canners, For those that haven't seen one, you can obviously Google it. Um, I recommend uh, the All-American brand. It's kind of like the the gold standard. Uh, There's lots of them out there at garage sales. Uh, But basically it's like, you know, Preferably, the All-American does not use a, a rubber ring or a seal. It just uses metal on metal seals, which is what you want because uh, it doesn't wear out and it's actually easy to maintain. Just put a tiny bit of like cooking oil or between the two metal bits and that's it. It has a bunch of screws that tighten up the, the, the lid from the bottom and then it allows you to you know create under-pressure contents. So uh, unlike the water bath, uh, there's only a few inches of water put into this stuff. So you put basically a few inches of water and a little bit of vinegar to keep it from scaling up the bottom of the pot. And then uh, once you've got what you want, a pressure can in there, you actually put it in the pressure canner, seal it up, uh, like put off, put on the, the screw top and then uh, bring it up to a boil. But uh, you have a little vent on the top that you allow to keep venting for a while. And so you bring it up to a boil and it starts venting steam. Give it 10 minutes. You won't lose a whole lot of water. And then uh, the way it works is based on the recipe or experience, there's a, a, a multi-specific weight that allows you a certain amount of pressure. So there's a pressure gauge on top of the pressure canner. And if you use, for example, like a 10-pound weight on it, it'll bring out up to 10 PSI. And then, uh, so depending on the recipe that you're following, um, you'll bring it up to a certain PSI for a certain amount of time. So, for example, the bear meat, we boiled it under pressure at 10 PSI for 90 minutes. And, uh, of course, the temptation afterwards, like there's an overpressure relief valve. There's all sorts of the tidbits on top. Home hardware, actually, is... Awesome for spare parts for all American Um, Hmm. and or you can just call the all-american people down in Pennsylvania or something like that they will send you parts Um, it's kind of like one of those Fiskars things or like the uh, Hmm. the SE knives or whatever if you need a part if they do charge you it'd be a very minimal fee but in reality they'd be like if you need like a rubber seal or whatever like for the overpressure thing they'll just send it to you Um, because these things are worth about $400 new which we'd never want to pay but a garage sale. Yeah, I was just going
2: to we- say I'm 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 on the I'm on the there's a, a a Canadian company that I found that's retailing them for about three retailing a 15 quart canner uh, pressure canner for 350.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to pay that. We paid 80 bucks for ours at a garage sale and I think we even paid too much then. But it was the only one in town at the time, so we wanted it. So 80 bucks we were, we figured we we're still ahead. So I think we spent about 30 bucks getting it up to the current standard because if you phone the all-American people and tell them what you have, like for example, which model, They'll tell you what you need yep. to make sure it's like as safe as possible. Uh, if you're missing something, they'll let you know where to find it or they'll send it to you, uh, huh. which is pretty cool. Like their customer service yeah. is great. Awesome. So, then anyways, uh, so I have, uh, with the bear meat, there, like I said, we boiled it under pressure for ninety minutes. Uh, we allowed the pressure to, to come down naturally. We didn't take the weight off or anything else. And then, because um, of course, if you left, lifted the weight off and left the pressure off too fast, the jars would just kind of collapse on themselves and crack, and or you'd have like a bunch of stock and meat inside the water, which would be no good, of course. So even if you leave it overnight or for three or four hours to take the pressure off, you can literally take them out the next day and they're still bubbling, huh? um, which is a little bit bizarre to watch. <laughs> so we pulled them out after, like three hours and put them on the counter under about three or four layers of towels, and literally bubbled for about four or five hours at least afterwards.
2: Well, I mean, I guess glass is a great insulator, and if it's in an insulated container well, already, then I guess that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and there's no air changing out, right? So it's like... It yep. is, yeah, it's crazy hot, so um, it's pretty good. So, yeah, that they basically takes care of it. Uh, you can plan for about a year uh, with uh, preserved meat products. You could probably do more if it's dark and cool and everything else, but at least that's better than nothing, right, so, you know, I don't think anybody's gonna run a backup generator for a year, but if you have this pressure can, then it takes away your worries, right?
2: Yeah, yep. Well, it, is, it extends yeah. the life, and that's kind of what we're after, right? I mean, you know, you're not going to have enough. No, most people aren't going to have enough food on hand to last a year anyways. So the chances are good that that's going to get you through a winter until you can go out and start foraging again in spring. Yep. If, thing, yeah. if things go really far South.
1: And like you said, uh, you mentioned before, like, so the lids are one and done, but I mean, the glass jars are certainly reusable.
2: Oh, absolutely. I and
1: and uh, there, are, there
2: are glass jars in my family that are, that are getting close to hundred years old.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, you know it makes the greenies happy at that point right if you're reducing, reusing and recycling and everything else so yeah and glass is a renewable product right so i mean heck you can't possibly make anybody angry doing this stuff so
2: i wouldn't you say still so. kill the bear
1: well i know <laughs> but actually yeah i had the discussion today too but um
2: yeah i mean look,
1: let's face it we could talk about organic free-range meat and sustainably managed sure. and ethically harvested and you know antibiotic free meat and it all works out right? here come
0: all the buzzwords
1: yeah, that's right. Yep. If the, and the more buzzwords you get, the better, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um,
2: organic, free range. You know what comes free, from non-GMO.
0: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know where it comes from. You know farm, what didn't get put the into the table. It? Yeah, yeah. No, no growth hormones. Nope. <laughs> yep.
1: So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I had. On.
0: Yeah, give um, me a quick run through um, on just doing the water bath thing. Uh, same kind of thing as the uh, the pressure canning. To just find your recipe. Like for um, the jalapeno jam that I made, it was literally like I said, six cups of sugar, which is a lot of sugar. Um, I took the jalapenos and some um, apple cider vinegar, mixed those up in the um, in the food processor, got it all liquefied, poured it all into uh, the pot, boil it for about ten minutes. Once it comes to a rolling boil, added some pectin into it, let that roll for another minute, keep stirring it up, and then uh, spoon it all into your jars. That's where your funnel comes in handy uh, because you're not spilling stuff all over the freaking place. Uh, so funnel it all into the jars. Put the lids on with the snap caps and same thing. Put it in the the water bath instead of the pressure canner. It boils for about 10 minutes or so and then uh, let it sit for another five after the boiling's done. Take it out, put it on the rack and listen for the, the uh, caps to start popping and and away you go. So, well, It sounds simple, easy to, easy to walk people through it step by step but
2: where where do you get your recipes?
0: Uh, so I get a lot of my stuff just uh, through Google. So I'll, I'll toss into Google, uh, like I was looking for a good jalapeno uh, jam recipe. So I just said jalapeno jam canning recipe. Uh, happens that uh, Bernadine actually has a whole bunch. So that one here.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm on the Bernadine website right now. While, it's not while I'm going to be doing
0: this one this weekend. A ton of it.
2: So. Actually,
1: uh, my wife gets most of her recipes from Pinterest.
0: Yeah, that's another one.
1: Which well, I did. Yeah, that was mostly just pictures, but there's yeah. recipes there too.
2: Oh no, there's a, there's a pin, there's a Pinterest for everything. Oh, sure is. Yeah. But so yeah, uh, be, there's a Pinterest uh, for absolutely everything.
0: I'll be doing the the habanero um, gold well, that, jelly. That's really this
2: weekend,
1: cool. So. The yeah. other thing too is like yeah. I guess uh, I was talking with my mom about this one actually, and she was saying that uh, on the farm they would do chicken meat, fish. Mm-hmm. Fish is another one you can just like throw the fish right in the jar, and there's enough liquid in the fish that it boils and creates its own stock as well. Um, yeah. So out here on the on the west coast, you could do the same thing. Just get a you know a hunk of salmon, even if it's just like leftover bits that you don't want to, you can't turn into a fillet or whatever. You just throw a bunch of chunk of salmon in there, and you got it ready-made fish stock and meat for a soup. Right?
2: Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So,
0: yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of cool recipes out there that you can you can check out and find. Um, like I said earlier, start up with like a salsa or something with a water bath. Simple, easy high acidity so if you do bugger it up you're hopefully not going to make yourself sick
1: actually the one mm-hmm. thing i forgot to mention too is that uh, currently i think while i'm away from work right now uh my wife's actually doing stock like chicken stock uh, hmm. from some of the birds that we processed a little while ago there uh, she had some frozen chicken stock but once you can it it's good for a lot longer than sitting in the freezer so uh she's actually the same idea but you have to use the pressure can because right. right? it's, it's a meat product right. um but it yeah it, it does a really good job of that. So instead of going to Costco and spending two or three bucks per Tetra pack or more yeah. for the chicken stock, that's full of all sorts of assorted chemicals. You can get your own chicken stock, a little bit of salt done and uh, yeah, you've got stuff that's good for at least a year.
0: That's yeah. uh, so the other thing we didn't mention is uh, shelf life for water bath. Oh, same yeah. as, same as pressure. Um, you got about a year.
1: I mean, yeah, um, I think everybody's had jam that's been sitting yeah. up on the, uh, the, the cold room there for a couple of years is still fine too it's such Guilty. A high sugar content right yep. <laughs> um and it's That's amazing good. the types of jam you can make too uh, or oh, if you're if yeah. you're the Indian food you can make your own uh what chutneys yep. um mm-hmm. all sorts of other things hot sauce yeah it's oh' I've
0: got, a, I've got a whole bunch of cans of hot sauce that i made up from hot peppers from last year's garden and still looks fine still tastes fine so i'm still eating it i'm still breathing so it must be yep. doing something,
2: right? Death plus one is the goal. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> and like I said, if it doesn't look great when it comes out of the uh, the canning system, that's okay. It'll sort itself out. Yeah. And when in doubt, just use your nose. You'll know right away if it's not good.
0: Yeah. And like I keep saying, for, for your first couple, be prepared to, to lose that batch. Just because it, it's going to take some experimentation to figure out exactly what works in your climate and your area as well. Um, just because boiling for 10 minutes for me and then letting it sit for five minutes after turning the boiling off. That works for me for like solidifying my jam and making sure everything seals. It might not work in your environment. So you're going to have to play around a little bit with that.
1: Yeah, I think we did a pretty much a basic coverage, but I mean, I'm sure if anybody has any questions, send them in and we can certainly answer them on the next uh, webcast as
0: well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And really with with this, it's, it's practice makes perfect. There's a, all kinds of different ways, and all everybody's got a different way of doing it. And everybody will say the other guy's way is wrong. It's just a matter of figuring out what works for you. Yep. Uh, so cool. We'll uh, move into the podcast challenge if we don't have anything else to add.
2: I think that's it. Uh, that's it. I don't have any more questions. But I mean, we are going to we're going to come back to this. I'm going to take lots of uh, lots of videos and pictures uh, this weekend when we uh, when we try it this weekend coming, and we'll uh, we'll debrief on it afterwards and see how it goes. Perfect. Okay, and uh, Yeah, tis the, the season.
0: Page or something, yeah, yeah, tis the season. So anybody has questions, fire them in the feedback at uh, PrepperPodcast.ca, or throw them up on the Facebook page if uh, if you're on Facebook, and we'll make sure to add them and get them on the next episode. Because uh, there's going to be all kinds of people canning pretty soon because old man winters just around the corner. Yeah, which up. used
1: to be like everybody was doing it for the longest time, and now like almost nobody's yeah. doing it. Um, yeah, it's
0: it, it kind of comes in waves. So. Yeah. Maybe we'll make it cool again. <laughs> oh, it's already cool. Come on.
1: <laughs> so for the podcast challenge, uh, under the banner of cost savings, uh, you know, right now, Canadian Tire or, you know, Walmart or Home Hardware, they're all charging a premium for the, the jam jars because if you wait for the last minute, that's just like a convenience store. They wanted to, want to get it to you. But if you wait till, uh canning season is over, like by November, December, usually you can get some jam jars on blowout and it is crazy how, what they'll blow those things out for like. 75% uh-huh. off type of thing which is
0: so it's almost like going for Halloween candy after Halloween
1: yeah so well Canadian Tire is famous for having its normal price and its sale price and the sale prices they still make a profit on so
0: yeah sale price is the actual normal price <laughs>
1: yeah that's right yeah. so uh sale so price is upon- the
2: actual value
1: yeah. yeah. or the actual value yeah so for your podcast challenge buy some jam jars on bloat after the fall rush is over and you'll be set up for preserving for next year have plenty of time to work on recipes and uh at the very worst you're gonna have some trendy drinking glasses
2: that is cool, yeah. I, I have a, a little I have a, a little jam jar that I, I take my salad dressing to and from work every day and it does the job really well.
1: And yep. This might come into play for our moonshine episode down the road too,
0: right? Oh, look at that. Yes, <laughs> there, there are many, many uses for the canning jars besides canning. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, so maybe we'll move into episode closing and some upcoming events.
1: Uh, anybody make it to TACOM at all? unfortunately i was fishing
2: i saw lots of pe- i saw lots of faces there but i was uh i had to be in town for uh duty day yeah it, it <laughs> looked like the biggest <laughs> one yet for
1: sure and it was very well received it seems uh, from all the guys that i was getting messages from um yep hopefully gonna make it next year but uh, it was my daughter's 16th and it was uh yeah uh back to school time and everything kind of came to a head all at once so it didn't uh, work out so well
2: I really yeah, want to make t- it. Kind uh, of a tough weekend,
1: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I also had one last upcoming event, the Parksville Polycom Gun Show, Last Call. So uh, September 15th, uh, Kings Fairground, uh, which is... Uh, uh, next weekend. Yes, next to Goats on the Roof and A Company Military Surplus, we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, I'll be at the CCFR booth, so please feel free to stop by, say hi, ask me questions about anything from CCFR to canning, and we'll have a good chat. Cool. Very nice.
0: Let me see here. it had, no, oh, it was today, so, nope, that's not happening. Uh, that event's over. <laughs>
2: there was a thing <laughs> that happened today. There was a Everybody's thing that happened
0: today. It's not going to help anybody out because it's,
2: <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Uh, so let's move into some shout outs. Uh, so my buddy who did not agree to have his name published because I didn't ask. So he's giving up a Saturday to help teach me about maintaining my car. So thank you for that. I really appreciate the, uh, the knowledge.
1: You got to give him a trendy prepper nickname.
2: Yeah. Car uh, prepper. We'll call him. We'll call him. Uh, you know what? He's going to be, he's going to be my like BA 2.0, my BA Barakas. Cause he's, he's one of those guys that's good at everything. Oh yeah. Huh. Well, so he's going to be my, like my, my, my not so angry BA. Okay.
1: As long well as you can like, armor plate your car in a montage, you know, you know, start out with like a, you know, a little jalopy. Oh yeah.
2: While wearing gold chains. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent.
0: All right. I got a quick shout out uh, to the guys over at uh, firearm legal defense. Uh, just a quick thanks for uh, making sure that Canadians have a decent firearms insurance policy. Um, and, uh, talk to them as well. Hopefully going to get them out on a, on an episode and, uh, you can chat firearms and, uh, Legalities about them, and maybe demystify a few things and confirm a few things that are out there. And but a, a quick shout out to them.
1: I got to show it oh. to my my wife, who has a uh, amazingly good sense of humor about my sense of humor <laughs> when it came to my <laughs> keto talk. Uh, so she uh, she was actually very good about answering questions about canning that I didn't know. So I uh, had to ask her about a few things for the points here. And uh, yeah, no, she's been very very helpful, good partner in the in the preparedness this stuff. Um, Thank you for not killing Ian. Thank you for not branding me like a baby seal, yeah. Um, yeah, so also the makers of the Blackout podcast. So this is actually a professionally done podcast. It's in season one right now because it's called the Blackout, and the makers are Scott Conroy, and, and the actor's name is Rami Malik. And it's actually a really well done uh, sequentially, uh, you know, kind of narrative uh, kind of podcast talking about basically a power outage. And it's um, I'm looking forward to season two. It was, uh, it was very, very listenable. Audible, I know. It was it was fun to watch or fun to listen to anyway. Pleasant, it was pleasant. It was pleasant. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check it out. yeah uh, so I just like under the blackout, and you'll see the the actor actor's face on there. He's actually an Academy Award winner of some sort. So, oh,
2: cool.
1: um, yeah. So then the last one was uh, a company military surplus. Once again, uh, I got my Nomex fireproof or fire resistant uh, jacket for fifteen bucks, which was kind of cool for welding and or working around uh, the the underbrush burning that I'm planning on doing. And uh, they actually had the extreme cold weather uh, OD green park is on for 60 bucks, which is like the downfield Canadian forces one. They're just awesome. So I'll probably have to to go back there for sure.
0: Nice. So some email iTunes reviews. So we are up to 31, five stars. Still got that one little guy at four. And uh, we've still got that uh, one, one star keeping us honest and making sure that we remember the fact that we're doing things right. And we've got a new written review from uh, user Evan, but it's taken uh, written on August 29th, 2019. Uh, It says, uh, if you're interested in learning the concepts of prepping without getting bogged down in product reviews and constant fear mongering, uh, this is the podcast for you. Uh, FYI, the zombies are coming. Uh, My favorite takeaway is one, (laughs) raising chickens is the best and two: always plant invasive species.
1: There's no time. You must have all your preps done now. Right now. Nope. Right to
0: <laughs> stuff and Get the tinfoil hats out. It is, oh, it is too late. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna die. No. no Evan Butt's taken as our next one star now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he left us five. I think he's gonna change it to one. Alright. <laughs> but we, uh, so, we appreciate you for the, the kind uh, words,
2: Evan. We really yes. appreciate it.
0: Yeah. M- muchly appreciated and thanks for listening.
1: And we still have to do a chicken episode.
0: We do. We do. Yeah. Yes.
2: So we'll
1: get
0: back to that. Uh, as far as emails go, there's uh, been a few emails back and forth with some uh, cool people to interview, uh, but uh, some info to come on that at a later date, so uh, keep listening. Right. And uh, we also, we're up to 44 subscribers on YouTube, so uh, we're starting to get up there. But that's getting uh,
1: more. But daily, pod, or daily downloads for the podcast is getting pretty good now too, isn't it? It
0: is, yeah. We are. Uh, you're going to catch me off now because I don't have that up. But, oh, that's uh, all right. We can come back. We, are, uh, we are starting to, um, people are starting to take notice. We are, uh, we're definitely, anytime we release an episode, we're getting uh, in the hundreds of downloads, which is nice. And that's cool. uh, we are in the uh, thousands, actually almost in the two thousands of um, listens and, uh, and, uh, and interactions with uh, the episodes. So uh, people are taking note, which is good. I like it. Also, means, to, for uh, number, got a reason to number keep thirty-five
1: out. of the uh, we're at number thirty-five in the how-to podcasts in Canada, and there's yeah. probably there's probably only thirty-six, but you know, hey, hey, hey. hey.
0: <laughs> everybody gets a reward.
1: That's right. Yes. <laughs> Participation we, badges everyone, for everyone. everyone. Get the trophy,
0: so yeah. we're good. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, with that, I'll bring uh, episode number 36 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. Uh, You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, Please help us out, take a few minutes, submit a review. Uh, It helps other people find us. You can also find us at prepperpodcast.ca and, of course, on Facebook.
2: We record these shows on Streamyard. If you would like an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Canadian Prepper Podcast. Click on the notifications tab; that will give you an alert when we're going live. Uh, if you want to talk, if you want to find me directly, you can get me on Instagram at ppswo.
1: All right, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at the at gmail You can also find me on Canadian Patriot Podcast, also available on iTunes and YouTube. That you can find us discussing more government waste if we get back on the air. Uh, squirreling off on the odd firearms-related banter and exposing the daily loss of freedoms we're facing.
0: Well, maybe we'll have to take over the number one spot again.
1: We could try try Monday. Next Monday, that might just yeah. stir them into action.
0: It might. Or we might just become the number one podcast.
1: Okay. Could be. <laughs> Win-win, right?
0: Yeah, kind of. I like their podcast, though. I'd rather they come back. Uh, please check out rapid survival at rapidsurvival.com. Uh You can get me there in the live chat while you are of course buying some prepper gear. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepper uh, Thanks for joining us and uh, tune in for the next episode. We're going to cover off winter camping because uh, old man winter is on his way. Uh, until next time, uh, be prepared, stay safe and keep
1: learning.